listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Kruger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, according to Texas Monthly. Casey. Texas Forever. How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Uh, I understand that you have a baseball signing that you would like to uh, talk about. Yeah. The, the moose is loose in Great American Ballpark. The Reds have signed Mike Moustakis, and it's a joyous day. As a uh, longtime observer of Mike Moustakis, I would commend you for this because he is a uh, he is a master of the highest order, and you're a... Uh, Miniature ballpark. Yeah, your 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 fun Great American si- small park. Your your fun size ballpark will play to his strength. He's gonna hit like seventy homers. Uh, only if they only play forty games there this year. So that'll be good. Good good for I'm the very Reds. Excited. Good now for we, the, Now we just need a pitcher. Good for the Reds and their continued pursuit of third place in the NL Central. We're what? We're yeah, better, we're already better than the Cubs. Okay, buddy. We're better than the Brewers because they lost everybody. Okay, pal. And what are the Cardinals gonna do? Uh, probably finish ahead of the Reds if form follows function. Book it. The Reds are winning the Central. Okay, pal. Lock it in. Okay. Uh, Casey's just bitter because he can't watch anything good now because he's a working lad. Casey hasn't watched the Irishman yet. He hasn't watched the Mandalorian yet. Casey, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, you go on bus trips. Long time, on the bus, nothing to do. I just finished the Ken Burns documentary on the National Parks. C- congrats, Granddad. <laughs> I thought it was very. Should, I thought it was very. Should interesting. we get you some sleepy time tea now and <laughs> send you off for your afternoon nap? No, I thought I thought it was interesting. I'm sure it was. It was very interesting. You are 23, going on 59. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get Disney Plus soon though, and I'll catch up. That yeah. And maybe I'll quit watching Ken Burns. Well, no, no, don't ever do that. But you know, maybe don't brag about it quite as much as you do. That's fair. Looking back at things that happened that anybody cares about last week, um, football won. Their their opening round. We'll call, it, we'll call that an understatement. Yeah, uh, you've you've heard. I, I you might have heard. Honestly, if you haven't heard, I feel like we failed. And since everyone's heard, I think we haven't failed. We've done okay. We're, right. We've done sort of good. The Govs smacked Furman around in a forty-two-six game. That I mean, it was it was close at halftime. It was close at halftime, but like even then, the Govs had controlled. Line of scrimmage on both sides. There'd been a couple of foibles, a couple of missed opportunities that had kept Oscar B from capitalizing, but you could kind of tell it was coming. And boy, did it. A a 28 point third quarter changing Austin Peay's fortunes in a five minute stretch on two Javon Craig touchdown passes and a Prince Mamadou touchdown run with a Cordell Jackson fumble forced and recovered in there for good measure. Which that changed Cord- the game. Cordell has made some incredible plays this year. That might have been the best one, the most important, where he just as the ball carrier is kind of tumbling to the ground, Cordell just Grabbed reaches in and took the ball away from him and then stepped out of bounds. And before anybody could react, except for number 71 for Furman, who will live on in meme form for quite some time, who just – this was in the midst of a 21-point burst where everything that could go right for the Govs did and everything that could go wrong for Furman did. And number 71 on the offensive line for Furman just threw his hands up in total exasperation and stomped off the field. I didn't even realize Cordell had the ball. No one did. No one did. Except everybody, for everybody, kind of looked up like, "What is that guy so mad about?" And the rest, why is Cordell? Why is Cordell celebrating? And goes uh, and points. They didn't Austin even review. Direction. I mean, the ref nukes didn't even review it. Well, there was nothing to review. If you go back and look at no, it, yeah, like I know, but like I didn't expect anybody to see it. I was like, "This has got to go to review." And then, nope. 
Apparently, the ref just had a had a view. I think the ref was just stunned that that had happened like, right in front of him that, like that. That, that way? Yep, that's, uh, that's a them ball now. That's a them ball for the Govs. Well, they did two plays later, punch it in, ball game at that point. Yeah, I mean, that was Prince to the goal line and then and Prince, Prince to the end zone, yeah. Nobody do like Prince Mamadou. Nobody do it like Prince Mamadou. The women's basketball team made a trip. Well, to, I'm not oh, we're done. We're not done talking about football. I am not done, I thought we were, sir. I thought we were done. Sir, I am not done. <laughs> Javon <laughs> Craig threw for 264 yards and three scores. Kentel Williams had 160 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. And the defense held one of the top rushing attacks in FCS to less than four yards per carry and forced the team not accustomed to throwing the ball into doing just that with disastrous results for the Paladins and excellent results for the Govs. That is now the first postseason win in Austin football history. What a sentence. Not a bad Thanksgiving weekend. Now you can go. You sure you're good? I'm about to drop you like third period French if you don't watch out. <laughs> the women's basketball team made a trip to Historic Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky to take on the 14th-ranked Wildcats. Brie Furby led the way for the Govs, scoring 13 points. Maggie Knowles hit three three-pointers. She had 11 points. However, the 14th-ranked Wildcats proved to be too much, and the Governors fell 81-52 to on the road. Uh, they're going to take a 13-day break before they play again against Alabama A&M on December 14th in Huntsville. So uh, some time to rest, work on the game, you know, get a little better before that one, and then the final little push before conference play. The men's basketball team also went to an historic arena playing Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena Tuesday night. Uh, the guys called the Hogs and took Arkansas the distance in a defense-oriented 69-61 affair in Fayetteville. Terry Taylor led the way with 20 points and six boards, but the guys were undone by a 9-for-23 showing by Arkansas from three, far outpacing the Razorbacks' 25% clip for the season that they entered that contest with. Arkansas's field goals made, attempted, and rebounds were season lows by an Austin opponent. The Govs actually really did a great job controlling the glass, uh, were the far superior team in the paint. You just didn't expect Arkansas to come out and drop nine threes on you? Not when they'd been shooting 25%. Uh, that was a – That's what changed the game. I mean, they, the, the turning point was late in the second half. They had just gotten the lead to double digits for the first time. Uh, on a three by Sills. Desi Sills. Yeah. And then Antoine Butler races back down and answers with a three. And then Sills comes right back down the court and hits another three. Guy entered the game hitting two for 30 from three and hit threes on back-to-back back back possessions. And it was just that kind of night, unfortunately, for the Govs. But now well, there's no good segue here. So uh, we'll take a break and bring in Harley Mullins of the softball team uh, right after this. turns to winter, it's never too early to dream of spring and the return of Austin Peay softball. One of the new faces on that team will be Harley Mullins, a Mississippi native who has been brought in to bolster the rotation and the lineup. But first, a PCAST. Harley, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. So, how did you get into softball in the first place? Um, well, it started out with my sister playing first. And, you know, sister rivalry couldn't let her outdo me. So, I signed up and I started playing. I wasn't too bad at it, so I figured that I'd 
continue with it. And then I started taking pitching lessons, playing travel ball. It just kind of stuck. How did you fall into being a two-way player? Because that's not something that happens anymore really as much where people are more specialized. Yeah, well, I actually didn't start pitching for a while. I played third base and I hit and I was pretty powerful hitter. So I wanted to keep that with me when I started pitching. So just kind of happened. I always had been a hitter and then I took on pitching and I asked to keep it. So they let me. Now that you're in college, now that you're playing collegiate softball, has not specializing been something that kind of helps you garner more interest and more eyes where because you can do both, you become a more attractive commodity to recruits or recruiters, rather? Um, yeah, kind of, because a lot of – if you can hit, you'll hit, is what they all say. So I liked having both sides in case, like, if I wasn't pitching at my JUCO, I DH'd. So I liked being able to be a part of it on both sides. What's it like to throw a perfect game? It's amazing. It's 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 awesome. That was the first time I threw one last year. And it was like I didn't even know I was doing it. I didn't know I was throwing a perfect game until like the last inning and the team just tackles me. I'm like, What? I'm like, you just threw a perfect game? I was like, No way. Like I didn't believe it. So they weren't doing the typical thing where you get into the fifth, sixth inning and everybody's not talking to you and Well nobody was talking to me, but I just thought I was like, All right, guess y'all don't want to talk to me. <laughs> like <laughs> what's going on? But so why Austin P? Well, when I came on my visit here, as soon as I stepped on campus, met the coaches, it was home. It was just different atmosphere from the other visits I had been on. And it was Austin P said, come now. <laughs> <laughs> What's been the most challenging part about the move from JUCO to Division One? Um, Definitely it's a lot faster pace here. There, I went from in my JUCO not having a pitching coach to having one every day with me here. And that's a blessing. I couldn't do it without Coach Bree. She's awesome. But, yeah, fast pace, um, longer practices, harder work, which is fine. But it's definitely worth it. I love it. What do you do away from the diamond? <laughs> Most of the time you'll catch me in study hall. Um, or the library or sleeping 90% of the, time. the the typical student athlete grind yeah. <laughs> what's something about the student athlete experience that the student body at large wouldn't understand I would definitely say the relationships that sports have with each other like we all are pretty close-knit with each other and everybody does the same thing like it's all a 24-7 grind for all of us so we all like understand what each other's going through so it's good to have those kind of people to talk to if you need them or to help with anything how do you challenge yourself um by not staying content or comfortable like they give us the facilities to work on our own so go in and get extra reps after practice or when i don't when i'm not doing anything bored just go hit or go do some spins or something but yeah try not to stay comfortable Chris Austin told me that you had ambitions to become an athletic trainer. Yes, sir. Why is that? Well, I had an injury with my arm at my first college, which was uh, Jones County. And I had vasospasms in my arm, which was really weird. Anyways, they told me I'd never pitch again. And I went from that to came back home, got a second opinion. They told me I'd, they couldn't tell me how long it'd take before it healed. 
but my athletic trainers at my at Northeast were the bomb. Like they helped me through it all, and they gave me hope. I guess you would say. So I want to be the person that does that for the next athlete. Told you you'd never pitch again. Yeah. What was hearing those words like? Oh, devastating for sure. I cried so hard. <laughs> but what is your favorite word? Um, food. <laughs> That's a good one. One of my favorites. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Definitely stadiums. Stadiums? For sure. Yep. Like running them? Yep. Who or what inspires you? Well, definitely my dad. What is the best? Easy for me to say. What is the last book you read for fun? Grit. Grit? Yeah. Um, we're reading it as a team. Oh. So. How's that going? Great. It's very... Is it like a team-wide book club thing where you get together and sort of talk about it? Mm-hmm. We, um, like, we'll have us and our AP partner, so our accountability partner, and we'll pick, we each get a chapter, like, we'll do it probably, we used to do it once a week, but now we do it three, two or three times a week, so we can get them all done before break, but um, we go through, we have a sheet, like, it has questions after each chapter that you go through, and it just, we just answer them and talk about them as a team. What is really an accountability cool. partner? Um, mine is Emily Moore, but they um, – That's a good one to that have. That is a great one to have. Um, just, you know, keeps up with you. Every time we go somewhere, we all, like, if we need to head count or anything, everybody's like, check your accountability partner. I'm like, Emily Moore, where you at? Just uh, somebody that's there if you need them. Holds you accountable. So. What is your worst habit? Um, definitely biting my fingernails. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've stopped now. So, like j- just since you walked in here? Oh no, no, <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, how's it going? <laughs> it's, it's all right. They're not nubs no more. <laughs> <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use? TikTok. <laughs> what is it about TikTok that is so whatever it is to people? Oh, it's amazing. Um, it reminds me of Vine. And I miss Vine. It's great that, like, I really kind of thought that my li- little generation would be the only people who really missed Vine. It's great that you guys do, oh, too. Oh, I, Vine was my app. I still quote them till this day. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Hmm. Probably. Oh. Earlier, like, at the beginning of this year, I was like picking balls up out the from the net from hitting BP, and my earring in the top of my ear caught the net and ripped out. <laughs> oh, it was not funny at all, but it hurt so bad, and it was stuck through my ear. Like it pulled the ball all the way through my ear. Oh! And I thought I was gonna have to go get surgery to get it out. It was very terrifying. What's that discussion like when you go to the training room and you have to get patched yeah, up? Harley, how did you do this? Like. It's always something with you, Harley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Um, honestly, being around my team, being around friends and family, people I love, because they always make me laugh. When I laugh, I'm really happy, which is a lot. What's your idea of misery? <sighs> Half-gassers. I beg your pardon? Half-gassers. What, what are half-gassers? <laughs> Running. <laughs> well, like, I know what gassers are, yeah. but what's a half? A it's just a down and back. Oh. So okay. not a down back, down back. Okay. Yeah. 
Definitely so gassers, fine. Yeah. Half gassers, no fine. Oh, neither, no. no okay. <laughs> what makes you self-conscious? Speaking in front of people. Like public speaking? Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Why? I don't know. I start, my voice gets all teary. It sounds like I'm fixing to cry. But I can I can get up and I can dance in front of the whole school. I can goof, make a TikTok in front of the whole school. I can do like anything else, but public speaking in front of 13 people I don't know, can't do it. Gives me anxiety. It's weird. So we're not going to catch you singing the anthem or anything anytime nope. soon? Nope. You'll catch me at Jock and Roll, though. Oh, really? Oh, you yes got something sir. planned? Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. What is it? You'll have to see. <sighs> Fine. Secrets. Okay. What is the most embarrassing song you love? <coughs> um, the, the Baby Shark. <laughs> do, 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 oh, do, I know. I've got a two-year-old. I know that uh, song very, so very well. So catchy. Listen to it two or three thousand times, and it loses a little of the shine. I believe that. How would you prefer to die? Mm. Probably in my sleep. Just peacefully go. Nothing that would I would have to suffer at all. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? <laughs> um, probably a squirrel. A squirrel? Yeah. I have not had squirrel <laughs> as an answer yet. Why a squirrel? I don't know. They're just so jittery and just all over the place. Kind of reminds me of myself. <laughs> <laughs> what might prompt you to lie? Mmm... I don't really lie too much. Very straightforward person, but um, I've gotten team chaplains to give an answer to this. You've got see. an answer to okay. this. Being scared of an outcome, I guess. Being like, scared, like yeah, give me an to example. Tell the truth. Okay, so if I can tell the truth, it's going to get me in a lot of trouble. So I'm going to tell a lie, not get in trouble. Okay, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> what makes you hopeful? That's not good. I, I'm old and bitter. I don't have to have <laughs> hope anymore, but you still you still got to have hope. Uh, I can be bitter sometimes, but um, I don't know. My family, for sure. Couldn't do it without them. Especially my mom. She pushes me, so she gives me hope. What is our purpose in life? Um... To be the best person possible. What does that mean? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, to like, um, always. I don't know, honestly. You'd know it if you saw it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, it's just stuck right there. So. What are your hopes and ambitions for this year and the rest of your time at Austin P? <coughs> OVC champs, baby. Um, to grow as a team, which we've grown a lot from the fall. Um, just stay together. We all love each other so much. But, um, like, just just go grind. Grit, grind, and glory. That's a, that's a catchy tagline you got there. Go Gus. 
What about you personally? Um, I know that I'll have to take the role of pitching a lot this year, but um, just to stay humble in the circle is going to be a big one. Um, like, I know I can do it, but, you know, it's a big difference. Think you're up to it? Yeah, oh, I'm up for it for sure. I'm ready. Well, good. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Arlie, thanks for coming in today. It's all fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Harley for coming in on what is a busy week for her and all of our all-speed student-athletes with exams on the horizon. Football, second round of the FCS playoffs this weekend. Govs are going to make the trip west to take on number four national seat, Sacramento State. It's the first time the governors have ever played a football game west of the Rocky Mountains. Fun fact of the day, previously the farthest westward game was in 2008 against North Dakota State in Fargo, 96.79 degrees west, which narrowly edged out a 1987 win at Kansas State in Manhattan, which was at 96.57 degrees west. Are we doing longitude and latitude on the podcast? (laughs) You better believe it. Okay, as you were. (laughs) Um, It's the governor's first ever matchup against the Hornets of Sacramento State. The Hornets will want to throw the ball. That's how they've generated 62.6% of their offense this season, and they spread it around. They have six different receivers that have caught 25-plus passes this season. But it's supposed to rain again. Which, at this point, is that good for the Govs? I mean, we've played what? This will be the third straight in the rain? I mean, we've played in cruddy weather all year, and I can't imagine Sacramento State having played a lot of rain games in California. But I think the biggest matchup for the weekend is the Governor's offensive line against the Sacramento State defensive line. The Hornets' D-line ranks fourth in the FCS with 42 sacks in a really good conference. Uh, For comparison, the Govs had 29 sacks and led the OVC. Um, the Hornets have three defensive linemen with double-digit sacks this season. So I think, like I said, it's going to come down to can Kyle Anderton and company keep the Hornets out of the governor backfield. Well, don't forget the the impact of having a quarterback as mobile as Siobhan Craig, too. This is a guy who can move the pocket around with his feet, who can get outside the pocket. Um, is better when stepping up and just going through his progressions, but by no means a slouch when he has to throw on the run. So I think he can be – he can be kind of a sixth lineman with his feet. I think we saw last weekend, too, if they're going to bring that, bring the house on that rush, we can just run that little slip screen to Ken Taylor, D'Angelo. And yeah, that, that uh, when Furman brought the house and all of a sudden there was Ken Taylor with 73 yards and not much in front of him, well, that worked out well, okay. D'Angelo, D'Angelo and Grell were in front of him. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> those yeah. two can be there. He had blockers, but aside from that, didn't have much in the way of uh, FCS, defense. FCS number five play of the week, the – Kintel Williams screenplay to the house, 73 yards. It was that. It was quite, quite impressive. Closer to home, the Govs will host North Florida Saturday on the hardwoods. So if you need to s- kill some time pregame before heading over to Buffalo Wild Wings for the football watch party, be here in the Dunn Center for that. Unless you make the journey to Sacramento, you probably can't do both. It would be, be a time crunch, I think. Really would be one. 
The Ospreys have a couple of decent wins on the schedule this season, beating Southern Myth. Southern Myth. Good golly. You don't believe in Southern Miss? Southern Miss and High Point the at home. The tongue, the tip of the lips. However, UNF has not won a true road contest since February 20th to crosstown rival Jacksonville. The guys last hosted North Florida in 2015, a game that saw Chris Horton put up 28 points and 17 rebounds. It's very Chris Horton-esque. So yeah, that, 17 boards. That was probably a couple blocks in there. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you know that was that was the his last season where his block numbers went down, but everything else skyrocketed. Well, nobody was trying to shoot over him at that point. In the there story. was also that. Indoor track opens up for its only pre-Christmas meet at the Saluki Fast Start, hosted by Southern Illinois. Last season at this event, Sabrina Richmond won the 400-meter, Austin first 400-meter win since 2016, and Ethan Tolbert won the 60-meter dash as the guys went into the Christmas break on a high note in Carbondale. For community service, Haley Jacoby has all your opportunities, so you should go see her for that. It looks like there are some opportunities at First Christian Church, Buddy Ball, and Manic Cafe. Also, Saturday's basketball game is sex. Help an Elf Toy Drive. Bring a new unwrapped toy and gain free admission to the men's basketball contest against North Florida. Then on December 9th through 16th, foods for fines at the APHU parking office. Ten non-perishable food items donated to sh- ten non-perishable food items donated at Chastine will waive one parking ticket. Seems like a good way to erase the tickets. I know I did it when I was a student. You know, I have often had the best of intentions with doing that. And then I don't. The 10 cans of corn is 59 cents a can as compared to the $35 parking ticket. I am so lazy, though. Right. But if you're already going to the grocery store, you know you just throw them in. You don't go to the grocery store. Um, Honestly, okay, here's how lazy I am. If I'm going to get groceries most of the time, I either put in the Walmart pickup order. My wife does it. You could put those in the Walmart pickup order. Or I do the Amazon... um, whatever their Amazon marketplace, Amazon Fresh. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I go to the grocery store like a normal person. <laughs> How you commoners live. It's so funny. Yeah. Us poors. <laughs> you poors. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should do it, but I also don't even have a parking ticket right now. I don't Well, I haven't had one in a long time, but we're back we're back in the day. Yeah, back back in the day. Back near the day. Um it's also finals time, so go do good on your finals do and great. so forth. I'll settle for good. Good yeah. works. Just you know. Yeah, I, just just do your best. Maybe that's the that's the way to your put it. Your best is all we can ask for. I I think that was so condescending that I hope one of our student athletes hits you with a brick. <laughs> do your best because that is all that should be expected of you. Not in the condescending way that my co-host <laughs> elected to say it. Hey, I think we should give a shout out to uh. Our podcast friend, Sean Whittinghill, though. We should give a shout-out to our sh- podcast buddy, Sean Whittinghill. Sean Whittinghill, having a couple of weeks, isn't he? I mean, he's been here for nine years, ten years. Finally, finally found himself a girl and got engaged. I mean, gosh, got got engaged. Uh, was won a, the OVC championship. Won an OVC championship. It's all OVC. All section. OVC. Was a, had a viral moment on the internet. Is going to California now. I'm not sure where that necessarily I mean, it's, ranks, it's but I mean, it's, yeah. He's in the playoffs. He's in the playoffs. Have, have, Sean having a moment. Shout out to McKenzie, too. Give Sean his moment. Oh, sorry, Sean McKenzie, But, but sorry. also McKenzie, too, for being the better half of that relationship. Congrats, guys. Yes. 
Get in touch and stay in touch with us via the web and social media. Casey, how do people do that? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P. You can also follow along on Facebook with our official account called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to Eric and the rest of the gang in digital media and the new video person uh, to be named very soon. Very soon. I think December 9th. I think next week. Yeah. All right. That'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Bart Scott. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody, Bush, myself, um, we've been busy over the last 10 days or so. Um, football has taken a lot of attention, but there's some, there's plenty of other good things over there that you can peruse and All find out about. Fun stuff. All sorts of goodies. Um, if you want to come see the Govs, though, you're going to need a ticket. And how do you get tickets? You get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, Johnny Depp. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. And uh, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but a win Sunday and a Montana State loss would reopen the bidding process for a quarterfinal game at Fortera Stadium. Don't you think that'd be neat? I do. I also think I should have written Saturday. <laughs> sure. Also, uh, basketball. We have We have basketball games. You should come to those, too. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating or review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Point us towards your Christmas list as if we cared. We don't. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Back about 18 and 25, I left Tennessee very much alive. I never would have made it through the Arkansas mud If I hadn't been riding on a Tennessee stud Had some trouble with my sweetheart's paw One of her brothers was a bad outlaw I wrote a letter to my uncle Fudd And I rode away on a Tennessee stud The Tennessee stud was